Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Canadian Conservatives converge on Quebec City this weekend for the party's first in-person convention in five years. The event comes as the party is riding high in summer polls and presents an opportunity for leader Pierre Poiliev to cement his standing in the minds of Canadians. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. National Post political reporter Catherine Levesque joins me to discuss what main themes you'll hear from Conservatives this weekend, where there could be controversy for the party, and what's at stake for both the party and Poiliev himself. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So, Catherine, the Conservative Party of Canada is holding its convention in Quebec City this weekend. You are at the convention. It's been dubbed the Common Sense Convention. Based on that theme, like, what are the overarching ideas that the Conservatives are going to be hitting on this weekend? Will it be a continuation of what we heard from leader Pierre Poiliev relating to, you know, affordability, everyone needs a home, everyone needs a job, that kind of stuff? You are spot on. Absolutely. Um, so Pierre Polyev has been talking about common sense for what he calls the common people for quite some time now. Um, it, you know, it's really the overarching theme of this convention. And you said it, things like cost of living, housing, cutting red tape, reducing bureaucracy, things like that. And the reality is that he's been talking about those things, well, ever since he's he's been elected leader, but also all summer. Um, I heard someone say today, you know, it seems like Polyev only took two days off this summer, just to give you an idea. So he's been working nonstop. Uh, this convention is kind of the culmination, right, of, of this messaging and uh, basically all these overarching themes that he's been talking about. And so really, you know, Polyev has been on the road. He's been pretty much one of the only ones speaking directly to Canadians, echoing their concerns. And he's been pounding this message. And we see that it's been effective uh, because, you know, conservatives have been leading in the polls at the national level by double digits. Uh, they are in a great mood right now, <laughs> I can tell you for sure. We, you know, we were asking caucus members this morning. They are overjoyed. They, you know, you can really see that they are aspiring to form a majority government. Um, if an election was called tomorrow morning, they are so ahead. So they're really in a great mood. Um, but at the same time, I mean, conservatives really want to stay focused on this message of common sense, things that make sense for Canadians for this convention. They don't want to talk about resolutions, for instance, related to gender identity or vaccines too much. And I know we'll speak a bit more about that later. They really want to stay focused on what they call common sense policy resolutions like 
things like cutting the GST for maternal and baby products, having a plan for the environment that involves technology, not taxes, things like that. So, uh, you know, they're really trying to stay focused on, on this message of common sense, which englobes so many things. Yeah. And as you mentioned, this comes at a time when when the party is is polling with a fairly substantial lead over the governing liberals. And in fact, there was a, a poll out this morning from Angus Reid suggesting that Pierre Poiliev is viewed as the best prime minister by a two to one margin over Justin Trudeau. And this also, they appear to be gaining ground in the fortress that is Quebec. And, you know, the fact that the convention is in Quebec City and we're seeing kind of this polling momentum, is this seen among Tories as an opportunity to put a shine on the party's brand in in perhaps less than friendly territory? So I, I must mention that the choice of Quebec City for this convention actually was made years ago under Andrew Scheer. Um, so it's been quite a while. Uh, the last convention, well, happened during the pandemic. So it was not here. It was entirely virtual. But it was also clear, it was always clear that the next one would be here in Quebec City. So that's been kind of, you know, long in in, in, the, in their plans. Uh, but you're right. It's happening at a time where summer polls are indicating that, yes, conservatives are doing well everywhere in the country, but they're also gaining, gaining ground, sorry, with some um, here in Quebec, with some polls giving them up to 25% in the polls. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, uh, but it is massive here in the province of Quebec, and I will say it is making the Bloc Québécois very nervous. Um, so, you know, like... Like you said, the there's this rebranding of Pierre Poilier. You know, there's this talk about common sense, about cost of living. Certainly, Quebecers are not immune to that. <laughs> they are feeling the pinch of that as well. Um, but it also, you know, his ads, uh, they were massively publicized all summer. They ran in English and in French. So Quebecers, I think, like a lot of Canadians, they're now seeing Poilier not just as an attack dog anymore, not just as a pit bull, but someone who is more and more relatable. Uh, I think the Angus Reid poll also spoke about the fact that a lot of people set, we see him more in a positive light now, uh, which was not the case just a few months ago, right? So, um, and, and, great, and granted, all this could di- go down the drain very quickly in Quebec. I mean, it is an electorate that I know quite well, but it also very volatile, could change very, very quickly. But certainly, it's it's been a couple of polls until now where um, they are above 20%, and that could be, you know, that is really interesting for them. Um, now, when I say this could go down the drain, it's it's because all eyes are on this conservative convention, certainly in the Quebec media. Um, you know, I think a lot of Quebecers will be starting to tune in and, and wonder, you know, what the, the conservative party is all about under Pierre Poilievre. Um, But, you know, Quebecers are also really concerned about climate change. Um, they might want to see more robust, robust action on that. They might also be concerned with resolutions such as uh, the one looking to defund the CBC, but also its French counterpart, Hadzo Canada. And I know a lot of Quebecers, um, you know, are very, uh, they, they like Hadzo Canada very much. It's, it's not really the same sentiment as the rest of Canada. Um, so, you know, again, we, I, I think the Conservatives are kind of nervous. They really want this convention to go well, and they really want to continue, um, you know, rising in the polls, certainly here in Quebec. Now, as mentioned off the top, in addition to some of these common sense bread and butter political issues the 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 culture warrior wing of the party gets a chance to have its voice heard this weekend you mentioned a couple of policy 
proposals that will be debated by delegates and voted on by delegates. What kind of policies are we talking about that may raise some eyebrows among maybe more mainstream Canadians? Yeah, so I'll I'll name a few. Um, There's this policy resolution called protecting children's mental and physical health. And that suggests that a future conservative government should prohibit any uh, life-altering medical or surgical interventions for trans minors. Um, So that has certainly, you know, that is quite controversial. And I I would say Polyev has until now mostly refused to clearly comment on this resolution. But for sure, if it passes, he might have to take a clearer stance on gender-related issues, just as conservative premiers across the country have been doing. Things like parental control over names and pronouns used by gender, transgender children. So, you know, you might have to wade into that debate a bit more. Um, But there are a number of other resolutions that honestly, even among some MPs, have raised some eyebrows, um, such as one seeking to prevent transgender women from accessing women's spaces, like prisons, like shelters, locker rooms, or even washrooms, um, but also for competing in female sports categories. Uh, Now, that is certainly um, an issue that we've seen, you know, resonate in the United States. uh, And, you know, again, if this resolution passes, well, the party might have to answer some questions as to, you know, how could they even go ahead with this idea. And um, and there's another one that opposes mandatory diversity and inclusion training at work, saying that is totalitarian in nature. So, you know, again, another interesting debate if the media is, is allowed to, uh, you know, to, to hear what the delegates have to say. And finally, there's another one that speaks uh, to vaccines. It speaks to the national right to inform consent and bodily autonomy. So, you know, I a few slippery issues for sure. There are a number of other issues, but, you know, I will mention there are no resolutions at the moment that speak to abortion. Uh, they, you know, there were certainly some attempts, but those were rejected. They will not go on the floor and they will not be voted on. Uh, but certainly I think, again, conservatives are, they're really hoping that we won't talk too much about those headlines and, you know, that they, we won't talk too much about those more controversial uh, resolutions. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Even if the delegates go ahead and, and vote in favor of certain policy proposals, are they binding on Pierre Poiliev? Are they binding on the party should the conservatives foreign government after the next election? Or are these the kind of things that the leadership can say, well, our party members may want it, but we don't see it's in the interest of Canadians or it's not. And, you know, top of mind for, for Canadians, we're not going to worry about that. We're not going to bring in legislation relating to those policies. Oh, absolutely. They are not binding on Pierre Polyev, on the leader. Um, you know, yesterday he had a press conference. He was asked repeatedly about some of those more controversial resolutions. And that's what he ended up saying. He said, look, 
I, I can't speak to the resolutions right now. There are so many, but I will let delegates and, and party members debate, vote on them. And of course, I mean, if these are a priority for our members, I will certainly consider them. But he did not promise to include them in his platform. So, you know, it was also almost seen as dismissing them right away. Um, but, you know, I, I think as a party leader, certainly he doesn't want to, uh, you know, doesn't want the liberals to use all these resolutions as attack ads, because I think the liberals are really looking forward to that. They've done it in the past, uh, certainly with uh, Aaron O'Toole and, and, you know, denying climate change. That was a resolution that passed in 2021 at that virtual uh, convention that we were talking about earlier. Um, So, you know, I think Polyev is is kind of protecting himself from all this criticism and, and saying, look, you know, point taken, if these resolutions are adopted, certainly I will look at them, but there might be indeed some tweaks. You know, I was talking about CBC and Radio Canada. Well, he's always said that, you know, they would not be in the same boat, that he would make some exceptions for Radio Canada just because, you know, they are serving Francophone communities outside of Quebec. They are serving, you know, a lot of communities in Quebec and he wants to protect that. So, and, and, and you know, even like issues related to gender identity. Um, I mean, some of them is related to health and that's a provincial jurisdiction. So I think a lot of conservatives don't want to, you know, kind of go into provincial jurisdictions on these issues. So uh, yeah, I I think he'll be very careful with um, what is coming out of this convention and will use or not use whatever he pleases. That's a fair point for, for Pierre Poiliev to make, you know, that some of these issues may not be top of mind for him, but I think if you look at the direction of the party and this idea of kind of being anti-woke or, or looking at, at things from that lens, that anti-woke streak also manifested himself itself in two of the convention's keynote speakers. And we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, they're speaking Thursday, but you, you spoke in advance with Michelle and, and Barbara Mezenove, both retired military officers in advance of their keynote speech. And they've both raised eyebrows for, for their own speeches in the past. What, what is their message for conservative members heading into this convention and what led them to step into the political spotlight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think they'll be continuing to speak about, um, you know, some of the themes that are against cancel culture, about, you know, against erasing history, against, you know, the, these themes that were uh, certainly mentioned and um, former uh, Lieutenant General's Maisonneuve's speech last November, like, so just for, you know, readers who, who don't know him, I mean, he was uh, the general who had a very prestigious um, prize given to him for his dedication for the armed forces last November. That was in a gala in uh, Ottawa. And he used that opportunity to kind of criticize the the liberal government right now when, you know, saying that criticizing uniforms in the armed forces, the fact that, you know, the things are changing, criticizing um, the fact that you know, in, in some cases we're uh, destroying history or just erasing history. So he had a wide spread of criticism and that will, so, but I think tonight, certainly what they told me is I think they want a more positive message. They really want to focus on um, the um, Canada's ambition, Canada's history, the great things that we did 
in Canada. And so, uh, you know, what Canada could be if there was a change of government, of course. <laughs> so it is, of course, a partisan speech. Uh, you know, the Maisonevs are certainly uh, lifelong conservatives. Uh, what they told me is that, you know, in the past serving in the armed forces, they weren't allowed to speak as freely about their political um you know, convictions. But now that both of them are retired, um, they are, you know, they have this freedom of speech now. They can talk about, you know, what they think is wrong in Canada right now. And so that's a little bit what they will be talking about. So they will be delivering the opening speech tonight at the convention. They'll do it as a tag team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there will be some men- some digs at the Liberal government. That's what they told me. They will also champion uh, common sense values. Of course, that's the, the theme of the convention. So uh, anyways, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what they what they say tonight. But uh, I, I think they're hoping for a standing ovation like uh, Lieutenant General Maisonev had uh, from Armed Forces uh, last November. In the other corner of the big conservative tent, we have former progressive conservative leader, cabinet minister, Peter McKay. He's also making a a main stage address at this convention. How important is it for the party to to have him share a stage with Pierre Poiliev? You know, I know that when... McKay ran for leader. He tried to champion himself as a true blue conservative, but a lot of people see him as part of the more progressive or more centrist wing of the conservative party. What is the importance of, of having him on the stage and speaking from his perspective? What's the importance of that for the party? Oh, I think it's extremely important. You know, I think it speaks to the unity of the party. Uh, the fact that, you know, in, in their mind, there are no more, uh, blue or red Tories that, you know, it's just one same party, right? So I think Peter McKay will be championing that message. That will be in the narrative, I think, of his speech to say, look, I'm originally a progressive conservative, but, you know, I recognize myself in, in this party. And what is also very interesting is um, I, I know our, our colleague John Niveson asked him if he was, if Peter McKay was maybe willing to run again, and he did not say no. So, you know, we'll be at this point, we don't know if he will have some sort of announcement to make. Will he want to run in the next election under Pierre Polyev? That remains to be seen. Um, But certainly, I think it is an important message, uh, you know, for all those who identify a bit more as progressives, uh, certainly for Atlantic Canadians who, uh, you know, think very highly of of Peter McKay. Um, And so, yeah, I, I think this will be a really important speech. And I think just the fact that Peter McKay is here and speaking and supporting Pierre Polyev, I think that really speaks to the fact that, you know, they're they're trying to erase all kinds of divisions from uh, the leadership race. And then looking to the leader himself, he takes the stage Friday evening. What can we expect from Pierre Polyev in his speech? And what are the stakes for him with a speech at, at this convention? Oh, the stakes are very high. Um, I think this, you know, you and I, we we look at politics, you know, more often. We kind of follow what he's doing. But uh, I think for, or, you know, for everyday Canadians, I mean, this will be an opportunity for Pierre Polyev to really present his vision. Um, so what I'm, I'm told, I, you know, I don't know what he'll be talking about specifically because his team won't tell me. But, uh, you know, what, what they are willing to say is that they... You know, last year when he won the leadership, he kind of introduced himself, right? He said who he was. He said he was an adopted son of of two teachers and, um, you know, and and talked about his humble beginnings. I think 
what we will be seeing on Friday night uh, from his speech is his vision, you know, his, his vision for Canada, um, what he hopes to accomplish if he becomes prime minister, his vision for the country. Uh, so, it, you know, it looks like it will be a very optimistic speech, a speech that will also focus on unity of the party going forward. And um, so, look, I, I think this will be a very important speech because a lot of people will be tuning in. A lot of people will be wondering, well, what does he have to offer? Right. He's he's very high in the polls. But what is his vision for Canada? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think the stakes are, are very high. And and again, this is the first time since 2018 that conservatives are able to meet in person and, uh, you know, able to, to schmooze and just kind of like advance policy ideas. But it's also they, they want to see what their leader has in stock for them, um, what he has to uh, to propose. So, yeah. Uh, Look, I, I think this will be a very important speech for them and certainly one of the most important speeches, if not the most important one ever since he was elected leader um, almost exactly one year ago. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know busy weekend for conservative politicians and for journalists like you. We'll let you get back to the convention. Catherine, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Tensory is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Catherine Levesque. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.